What's going on, everybody? You got some lunch, and uh, hopefully it was good, and, and you've had a little bit of a chance to meet some new friends. I'm, I'm really hoping that you've made some friends. We've said this for years at ARC. If you, if you walk out of here and you get a principle or a, or a sermon note, uh, but you don't walk out of here with a phone number, you missed who we are. And so I hope you get, get a phone number and get to know somebody new. My best friends in the world have come from this. My name is Josh Monty, and uh, this is my amazing wife, Kim, and we're just going to be here today helping facilitate some questions um, today. So, Kim, you want to say hey to everybody? <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> no. Are we church planners? <laughs> I am super prepared for this. Hi. Hey, hey, how many of you know you ain't never been a church planner in the history of the world that it might come on on the first day? I told the sound guy, I said, I've been out raising money. I've been out talking to people and I walk up there and this is what, how it's going to go. Just. Yeah, he's better in those moments than I am because how many of you know that if you're married to a pastor, they can like recover from those moments and the wife sometimes is like, ah, I don't know what's going on. But um, so I just want to encourage all of you wives in the room um, who might be a little like, what in the world? How do I do this? Um, I, I feel that way every day. So um, I just want to encourage you and to all of our, our um, just women and moms in the room. We have four kids. I know what it's like to, to just live in that crazy life, but I'm excited today because we're going to hear from some really, really wise people that I've learned a lot from. Me included? Yeah. Um, so to tell you a little bit about who we are before we introduce our speakers and kind of why we're here and why I think this matters. Um, my wife and I are, we, we have, uh, this was, we were actually saying that this is our 10th, this is our 10th art conference. This is our 10th art conference. And um, I remember the first time that I went, I went, um, she wasn't with me. I went and we were in um, North Carolina. Yeah, come on, somebody. And, um, and I'm texting her, and I said, you would not believe this guy that I just heard. His name is like Dino Rizo or something. And I, but it just changed my life. Like, he just, he, he, was, he preached this message. I've never heard anybody, like, preach and tell jokes the way he did and could tell a story. He's the world's greatest storyteller. And, and I thought maybe, like, when I heard him preach, I thought maybe I could preach one day. If, if, if you can tell stories and make people laugh, and give them Jesus, maybe I could do it. And never in my wildest dreams would I have ever imagined that from that moment we would go on to plant a, a church um, in Lexington, Kentucky. And then we had the great honor of actually moving here um, for a couple of years to serve as the directors of church planting for ARC and getting to coach and train church planters all over the country and now all over the world. And, and then a couple of years ago, we went... Uh, to Pastor Dino, and we said, I think I, got, I think I got one more church in me, not two more, one more. And, um, and so we moved to South Florida in the summer of 2017, and um, in Palm Beach County, where we started New Sound Church, that's about, it's a nice little 15-month-old baby church plant, and um, it's, been a, it's been a real miracle. We've seen, we've seen God do some pretty amazing things, and Hundreds of people give their lives to Christ. We, we, we were able to give, which I know this is the heart of Pastor Dino. We, we gave $200,000 to missions in the first year of our church, um, 200,000. And so it's just amazing. It's just to God be the glory. 
for all of it, but this is why we wanted to intro this moment and why, and why I'm up here. Um, my family has been forever marked by the Rizzo family. Uh, forever marked. Uh, who I am, the way that I'm able to lead right now. Um, I grew up in a home with no uh, father. And how many of you know, some of you young pastors, you need to listen to me say, um, you can't do this well as an orphan. And uh, some of you are actual physical orphans in the natural. Some of you are spiritual orphans and you're doing this without a father. And I'd done that that way for a long time and probably did ministry for most of my life with a 48 pound chip on my shoulder, which was probably causing stress to Kim and to our kids and was taking me out of the best version of who I was made to be. And then I got around Pastor Dino and when he calls me and when he texts me, he never asked me about my church. He's on, he's an overseer. Uh, he should ask me about the church sometime, baby. I don't know. I don't know the rules on it, but he never asked me about the church. He says, how's Kim? How are those kids? How's your soul? And he won't let me lie to him. And he won't let me tell him everything's going okay when it's not. And he's never letting me do something stupid without giving me a spanking for it. And he's given me several. And he's always been willing to tell me when I'm doing something great. And he's always been willing to tell me when I'm messing up. And I believe that the reason that New Sound at 14 months old in a community where people said that they don't go to church is running over a thousand people every weekend at 14 months old is not because of anything different that we have tried in our life. It's because of who God is making me into because now I have a dad. And so I just want to say thank you. I am who I am. I have what I have. I know where I come from. I know whose I am. And I love you. I love you. Um, now, that being said, before I introduce um, uh, the Rizzos and the siblings, I need to tell you about this real quick. Um, this is amazing because some of you are in here struggling. And guys, I can speak to this. You don't know how to define your value outside of nickels and noses how many butts are in seats and how much they gave. And if that goes down, you go down. And there's gotta be a better way to measure who you are as a person than what those metrics are telling you. And years ago, I read a book by, the, by, by a guy named Sean Lovejoy called The Measure of Our Success. He's retooled that same book into, called Measuring Success. And um, Sean and Pastor Dino are partnering together to do a coaching event in September. And I want to tell you about it. You've got information available here in the room, but um, there's only 20 spots. Guys, I would, I would, I'd fight a grown man in his front yard in front of his kids <laughs> to get one of those spots. So don't wait on it because it will fill up. I'm telling you first and nobody else knows about it, but you guys yet. So jump in there and, um, and I know that it's going to make a difference. Um, today, we have the incredible pleasure to hear from Pastor Dino and Miss Delenn and from John and, and Pastor John and Pastor Leslie Siebling. Now, Pastor John, you don't know this, but I've been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been keeping that Fresh Start book running for years. There's nobody in Palm Beach County that I'm not trying to put that Fresh Start book in their hands. And I thank you for writing it and for helping couples like me have the resources to go out and just equip our church and help them learn how to fall in love with Jesus. And so, 
Guys, you, don't, you didn't come in here to hear from us, but I just felt like, man, you got to show honor where honor's due. We have what we have. My family's better. And so we're going to talk about how to deal with family in a world as you pastor that sometimes it's difficult to deal with family and kids and spouses and how to do that better. And we're going to listen to some great couples today. And so start thinking of questions. We'll be moving around the room in a little bit to get those from you. But I think we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, stand to our feet right now and honor these amazing couples. Pastor Dino Rizzo, Mr. Lynn. Pastor John and Leslie Stephen, come on, show them some love. Art. I think I'm just going to have Josh travel around with me and before you talk. Josh, can you come up and just share with the people for a moment? Just let them know how awesome I am. <laughs> and so that's great. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, he's doing a great job in Palm Beach County. He and Kim are just awesome, awesome. And so thanks a lot. We're going to share for just a few minutes, and then Josh will roam around the room and, and kind of connect with, with I feel like I'm so far from you. God, I got to get over here by you, girl. You working, working in blue pants. Uh-huh. I see you. I saw you on stage. Never forget one time I was at our church and I was standing by the back door and Dylan was leading worship and God was sitting there kind of, he was like, Hey man, Hey, Hey, he's like, Hey, do you, you know, the worship leader? And I was like, no, nah. he's like, man, she, she's fine. I said, man, she has got a big husband. I mean, he's just, he's brutal. He's, he's done some UFC fighting and he once drove a Harley and, uh, welcome to our church. And, uh, so he was watching you. That's great. You know, uh, I don't know. I do a lot of rambling on stage. Wasn't that great with Joel Osteen? Yeah. <sighs> don't you? I mean, I mean, John, think about it. You, so many people think they know someone. Yeah. T tell us what you got out of it. Oh, I mean, you know, I feel like there's uh, absolutely no cause for any sort of Joel hate, and yet there's so much out there. And we've been had the opportunity, we've been in the room with him many times, and just it's amazing, real, real deal guy. And uh, I loved it. You did it. A, you did a great job interviewing him, and he was pitching the questions. Yeah, he was great. We have known the siblings for a long time. Uh, they are our best friends. We say that a lot about a lot of you know. You say that about a lot of people. Literally, they're our closest friends. Um, we are. We are a hundred percent. We've been doing that a while. Uh, we've known each other a long. Do you remember, like the first time with the siblings? I'll ask I you that, remember, yeah. and then one of y'all talk about the first time was you met the Rizzo. So I might have known them before you. I think you did. I remember Leslie was dating this guy before John. <laughs> that was in a friend between. of mine. It oh, was in, John, in and then this guy. And oh, okay. Oh. So we went to two different churches. She came back to the real deal. <laughs> she came back. She to the real back, deal. Honey, she knew. She knew. I wasn't, can I clear, can I clarify? I wasn't really like dating, dating. I went on a couple of dates with him and he happened to be part of your church. church. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so we didn't go to the same church, but I would see yeah. her at church here and there in a youth group and um, just thought she was precious and adorable. And then I remember John, you know, seeing him lead worship some, and he was kind of intimidating. I just remember when I first met him, and he was just serious, and I, I didn't really know if he liked me. Oh, I remember a long time, I was like, does he like me? But um, gosh, they just quickly became great friends. So I've known him a long time. When did y'all, when do y'all remember the Rizzo's? <laughs> well, we used to do that shared crossfire and living waters. We did. 
Yeah. Service. Yeah. I think that was the first time we connected. We did a big service together, and I guess I was intimidating. I led worship that night, and Dylan was intimidated. I don't know what that's about. I, can, I have to watch my face, make sure I keep a smile on my face. I'm not as good as Joel for keeping a smile on my face. Uh, so I think those were some of the first days. We kind John's of got the best voice. Don't y'all love yeah, his like voice? Radio voice? John was on radio for a while. And so he, he, you did weather from a help, uh, a traffic. airplane, <clears throat> traffic weather when they do, would do it from an airplane. Right. And uh, so he was on the, ra- he did radio and he had this really amazing uh, fro. He had an afro. <laughs> uh, uh, I, you know, I guess it would call it be like a white fro. It wouldn't be like an afro. I don't know what you would call it. I'll, <laughs> White fro. I meant that in complete honesty. New I have no word. Idea what you you call just created it, so. a new word. White fro. Do what? You just created a new word. It could be. White fro. I'll get Jimmy Rollins or Wayne can help me with these things. I always wanted to grow my hair or... long. I always wanted to grow long hair. And, and, and I used to try, and it would just grow up instead of, <laughs> instead of long. I finally gave That's up. The best. So um, talking about kids, talking about family, uh, we, all, we all started early. We started young. Um, which, give, give us a minute on your background. Uh, well, we started our church 22 years ago. And even before that? So uh, before that, we, were, we, we grew up in Baton Rouge. Both of us, Leslie and I, born and raised in Baton Rouge. That's where we connected. And from Baton Rouge, we went on the mission field for three years in Kenya, east, in East Africa. And that was an amazing experience before we had kids. Yeah, we were actually a bit. We were seven years married before we had kids. So we were. Yeah, so we came home from that. 22 years ago, started Life Church in Memphis, Tennessee. Seven of us moved from Baton Rouge and uh, kicked it off. And uh, so we were a year into church before we had Anna, our daughter, who's 21. And uh, we have, uh, and she's in college, doing amazing. We have a son that is 17 in high school, junior in high school, Mark, and uh, doing amazing as well. So. That's a little bit about us. Memphis, Tennessee, birthplace of the blues. Come on, come on. Delenn, what about, give him a, give, give him a little history. Okay, the let's see. I got married at 19, and he was 24. And then, um, let's see, we had. I got married when she was 16. Oh, gosh. We from Louisiana. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he loves to say that. Come on, shout out to the Sturmers. Where are you at? Oh, Lord. Shout out to the Sturmers. So I was still in college. So um, finished college. And then um, we started a church, and we had McCall a year after that. So um, McCall is our oldest. She's 24, just got married in October. We have a great son-in-law, love him. And then Dylan is 23, and he is in New York at Hillsong. And then Bella, our baby, is 18, graduating high school. She is just like you. She, they're twins, identical twins. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Identical twins right this second. Yeah. So they're right now, and, um, and she is something. Hopefully she'll come tonight. She had a hair issue this week. Big deal. The color didn't get right. And, She's just telling all. And it was nuclear. She love that you have told she everybody. You told nuclear, everybody. nuclear. Hey, you have a teenager. You get it. You and don't get ha- that and, color hey, right. And prom, and prom is, is Thursday. Thursday oh. so. There's a lot of money. We got it right, though, last a night. A lot of money. We got it right. Thank God. <laughs> a lot. So how, how was it, because I think this is important for all of us to talk about. How was it uh, early years 
starting a church, starting kids, uh, not a lot of finances, not a lot of help. Tell me about the early years. How did you cope? How did you make it? What do you tell those who are in those starting, everything's starting. Yep. We just started on staff. We want to start a campus. We just started having kids. We just, give us some thoughts, well, ladies and gents. Can you go first? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just didn't know any better. I mean, right? I mean, I was just in it. I mean, I, um, um, I, we were up for the adventure. I was a lot younger than I am now, obviously. And so now when I look back on it, sometimes I think, how in the world did we do that, you know? Um, but it was really just kind of one day at a time, and we were in it together. And I think yep. that has been the hallmark for us, um, that we've always been in it together. And we've always kind of looked at it um, like if we're in it together, if we're good, then whatever we face is good. But the early years were hard. I mean, we were in, I mean, we I, we had reverse, I had reverse culture shock coming back from overseas because sure. we lived in Kenya for three years and loved it. Uh, felt called to come back to the States and plant a church. So we were in a new city, didn't know anyone. And I actually had more culture shock coming back to the States than I did moving to to Africa. And so just trying to figure all that out and, you know, for the first time, um, you know, leading, actually being the point people, you know, it's one thing to serve under someone else's vision, uh, but then when the buck stops with you, it's it just brings it to another level of responsibility and, and uh, you know, what you have to give. Um, and we didn't have money. We didn't have money. We didn't have support. We didn't have a team. You know, we didn't have, I didn't have someone that I could say, hey, will you babysit Anna? You know, so it was a lot of uh, juggling and we didn't have any family with us. So, um, you know, it was a journey, but I can honestly say, um, you know, God was faithful every step of the way. And I think we just tried our best to honor him with what we had and where we were. So, Yeah, I think the early, early years in church were challenging, mm -hmm. but not with family. Right. And I think the later years with the teenagers is more challenging family and, and church. Right. It's like church is, is yeah. great, you know? So it's like, I think the Lord had grace that it wasn't all crazy at the same time, you know, or, yeah. or, um, or hard at the same time. So, I mean, church was a challenge. Our kids, I mean, you got young kids. Man, I tell I tell the guys with young kids, man, it's a piece of cake. Give me a, give me a fever any day. Give me hand, foot, mouth disease any day. Yeah. When they start driving and they start rolling their eyes and stomping up them stairs, it's another level uh, with family. So, um, so, but you know, it's, it really, I feel like we've had it made in terms of family and church. I mean, what God's done and the grace that God's given us. So, uh, but you know, when you're starting something and birthing something, whether it's a ministry or a church or a family, it's not easy. You're going to face challenges. There's yeah. no doubt about it. You know, anything to add to that? I mean, I just look back on it as great days. You know, yeah. I don't look back on it as, oh my gosh, it was just so, so hard. Yes, right. it was hard, but it was so rewarding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I think anything that you're starting out, you know, and working so hard, the reward is so big and that mm. just satisfaction of working hard and God blesses yeah. it. Yep. So I just remember, yeah, it was crazy all the time at our house and yep. kids and diapers and games and church. But it was so much fun. So I would just encourage you to enjoy it because like they said too, they get older and, and it's a little harder in a lot of aspects. But those early years, 
it was just, I don't know. It was just so yeah. um, fun to me. And and I look back on it. We didn't have much money. We didn't have a great facility. Didn't have a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I just remember feeling so happy. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so fulfilled. Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, when we started our church in Louisiana, uh, I worked, you worked. So we were bivocational for, you worked for the first year or two. And then I would do, we would do church on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then I would cut grass on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then we'd do church together. And, uh, and you didn't know, and, and, and we lived in a parsonage. Yeah. You hadn't lived unless you lived in the house that's next to the church. Daniel, have y'all lived in a parsonage before? You're all oh, to, to the Lord be with thee. And uh, baptized thee, and uh, I mean, it's just a, I mean, we lived in a we lived in the yard of the church, which there's no privacy, and uh, you know people four thirty in the morning knocking on your door, everybody at your house, and and um, you just you make do. Let me ask you this, because we've got so many friends here, and so many people we do life with, you know, it's been huge for Delenn and I, and we feel super close, but it's been great to have close friends. Yeah. In navigating That's parenting, right. navigating oh, yeah, family. Yeah. John and Leslie have been some of our closest. I have one the, probably the most respect for John C. I do anybody on the planet. He and Pastor Chris are probably my, my closest friends. Of course, Rob and Stovall. But John and I talk about everything. Of course, Leslie. So how important it is. Could you imagine doing this no. without having somebody to call? No. How big has that been in, in what we've navigated over the last 25 years? Oh, I mean, it's the first call you make when something happens. You're the first call that I make. I mean, uh, when you have somebody you can pitch something to. I mean, we were just a month ago going through a situation on our team, and uh, you know, uh, you know, texted you, answered the phone, and we were we were in it. And to have that just quick perspective from a close friend that has walked through difficult situations, and you've been in the trenches together. And then parenting, going through that together and, you know, building a church. I mean, what we do here at ARC, this, I think the beauty of what we do, it's what, what, you, what you talked about last night when we were at the lead team about why people come. They come to be resourced and they come for relationships and to make friends and to connect with people. Really, these are, you know, these are your people. These are your, these are your, 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 the ones you're walking with. And, and I, I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine not having you guys, I can't imagine not having the friends that we have that we get to, uh, you know, there's a bond. I mean, you know, you go through, you go through hell and back together and there's a, there's a connection. There's a bond. How know? hard is it? Answer this. Cause it's along the similar lines. How hard is it to, to open up when you know that maybe, I know there's been times that we failed with our children. It's embarrassing to, t sometimes you feel embarrassed to say, I'm struggling with my 10 year old yeah. or, you know, and I'm not acting right as a spouse or I'm, I'm just dealing with this. I'm not, I don't like my kids right now. I love them, but I don't like them. You know, when we've all done that. So yeah. how, that is hard to get over. It's, Some people never do it. It's hard, but you know, I always like to think of it this way. And I say this a lot. You can't tell everybody everything, right? You can't. And the, the uniqueness of what we do in leading, we're up here. And so everybody in our congregation feels like they know everything about us, even though they don't. But they feel this connection, you know, to us. And so um, there are things that, that are private things, right? So I can't tell everybody. And that doesn't make me false or um, not... Um, 
truthful in, in how I portray our relationship, our family, whatever. But the flip side of that is you have to have somebody you can tell everybody, you know, everything to. And so that's the kind of friends you have been. I have just a, just a handful of people that I feel like, um, and some of them are different, you know, different areas. We relate to you guys, ministry. So much of our kids over the last years walking through things with our teenage kids. Um, but you gotta find that safe person and that safe, you know, and, and really pride, pride will kill you. You know, because nobody's perfect. No family is perfect. Everybody goes through things. We can't be perfect, but we can um, make progress. And we can, you know, um, learn from one another. And that's the only way we can do it, if you're honest. If I'm I'm not honest and don't tell you what's going on, you know. And so many times we've said, oh, girl, you know, I'll tell you something. You're like, oh, man, we did this. And this is how we dealt with it. And have you thought about this? And um, it's just such an encouragement. Would you say, how's that been? Because, like you said, you want to be private, but then, but then you're dealing with this pain of something happening in our in your home or in your life. How have you worked through that? Yeah, I mean, it it is hard. It's kind of embarrassing and humiliating some, because you want to everybody. You want everybody to think you have it all together. But I think when we let the walls down and we're just real, and like Leslie said, you can only be that with certain people. Um, It's very freeing. And when I just kind of bear it all with friends and say, hey, help me, boy, they always have a different perspective yeah. than maybe we've thought of or, um, or just great encouragement. Sometimes I just need somebody to listen yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. just hear it and then let me know it's going to be okay. Because I'm the type, I'm so, um, I take everything like, how would you describe it? Just I can make it worse than it really is, and I just want to fix it, and I'm a perfectionist. And so I think, you know, the world has fallen apart if something has happened in our family with our kids. And so a friend or my mom or dad can say, baby, you're going to make it through this. You know, it's really not the end of the world. There's worse things when I think this is the worst that could ever happen. Um, They always kind of help me perspective. That's good. Tell me about how you, a lot of, maybe have small children, maybe you don't, but this will help you. How do you get ready for teenage years? <laughs> Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, a lot. Victory yeah. Uh, woo. Yeah. Mm, Victory. Mm. Um, gosh, I don't know really. I mean, I think you have to start when they're little, so you yes. can't just get ready when they hit 13, right. right? But can I tell you, your kids will surprise you. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I mean, <laughs> I remember my daddy saying, baby, if they breathe in, they'll lie to you. You know, and you don't think your kids will ever do some things. Okay? Can we really be real? Yeah. And I have learned that my kids will surprise me. Yeah. When I thought they'll never do that. They would never say that. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, you know, and and you raise them all the same. You know, I remember hearing older parents talk about you raise your kids yes. the same, yeah, yeah. but they all are different. Yeah. And I've experienced it. We've raised all three of ours the exact same. And I have to remind them sometimes, remember what we instilled in you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember who you are. Remember your Rizzo. Remember the things we've talked about, what we hold dear. Because some of them are just more naturally attuned to it. And, yeah. and like, it's just yeah. a part of them. And the others kind of struggle with it yeah. sometimes. 
Do I know why? No. Do I ask the Lord all the time why? Yes. Fix them. But um, <laughs> boy, you got to start young and you've got to, um, you got to let them know that you mean business. I mean, I was a strict parent. He was the sweeter one. Um, easier, not sweeter. I mean, just like more lenient. I mean, I just feel like you can't let them get away with anything. <laughs> so, and you have to know your children that you can't. Do you know what I mean? So we had one that, I mean, since itty-bitty had to keep the thumb on to this day, still kind of the same way. So um, you got to just adjust to the yeah. different kids. But boy, you know, teenagers and even past that, we have found oh, yeah. sometimes even teenage years weren't the hardest, but going into those early college yeah. years, young adulthood, mm-hmm. very hard. And especially for, for guys. They're struggling with pressure of the world to be so successful so quickly. And if they don't know what they're supposed to do and just their identity and who they are. So it is, it's a lot. So I just want to prepare you to um, stay on your knees. And, but you know what? God has encouraged me too lately to speak what I want to see over my kids more and not just see the things I don't like and that I want to fix about them. He says, declare who they are, who you really want them to be. And that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. You have a little Joel on you just then. Woo, I like Joel. I know you do. You're (laughs) a Joel fan. Dylan would fight you in the front yard if you talked bad about Joel. She's going to fight you right now. Any Osteen, baby. Any Osteen, she will punch you in the face. It's going down. I'm with you. Here. And uh, anything on teenagers? Yeah, I was just going to say, just to piggyback on what you said, I think... um, we hear so much negative about the teenage years, and um, there is some negative about the teenage years, but I think there can be positives too, you know, and so again, to piggyback on what you said, to, to look for those glimpses of the mm. fun and the uniqueness and actually seeing uh, some giftings begin to flourish, yep. you know, I know with both of our kids at, at different times, it's so funny, you know, I'll be talking to them and think, I never thought like that when I was 16. You know, just they're saying these amazing things. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then, you know, an hour later, I'm like, have you lost your ever-living right, mind? Right. Do you even, you know, it's, it's, it's kind Crazy. of, so find the humor in it and, you know, and learn to enjoy it. And what I have to remind myself about, and John's good about reminding me, is, you know, the relationship is more important than anything. It's more important than the do's and don'ts, the rights and wrongs, the mistakes, the mishaps. We cannot lose our relationship. And that relationship starts when they're little. You, you're not going to have a great relationship with your teenager if you're not cultivating a relationship and listening to them when they're in fourth grade telling you all about Legos. I don't want to hear anything or Fortnite or whatever your kid's into. Right, right. You know, I don't want to hear about that anymore. Anymore. But if we don't listen to that, then, you know, they're not going to know they have a listening ear in us when it comes to the bigger things of life. So I think the question was, how do you prepare? And I'm thinking, I don't think you can really. I mean, when our kids turned 15, it was like we lost that kid and a new kid came into their possessed <laughs> their body. It's like it was 15. I remember it, you know, with, with both of our kids. It was like they're gone, you know, like <laughs> they're gone, they're gone. You know, and uh, and I had an older, wiser person say, don't worry, they'll come back. Yeah, yeah. They will come back. Exactly. Just you're going to have to let them go for a little bit yeah, yeah. and love them through those difficult years. And again, it is sounding a little negative, but it is a challenge. You know, I mean, it's a it's a it's most definitely a challenge. They drive 
they have the freedom to make decisions that could be very detrimental to them, you know, and, and you're just, uh, you know, you're just kind of around them trying to keep them, keep them on the road. Interesting. You, and you go to, you know, you're, uh, there's been times I've gotten up on a Sunday morning and here I am going to church to preach. And it's like, you know, you, you, your kids are going crazy. You battle you, through a weekend. Oh, yeah, you hard. battle through a weekend. And yeah. then you get up and say, good morning. It's great to see you. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> praise the Lord. Uh, it's just like, oh, my goodness. They're leading worship or, you know, working with kids. Tell me this real quick. And I'm, I'm going to go to some questions. But uh, what's the favorite thing you, you love about your family? You just say, man, I love this about it. I think. I think sometimes we don't identify that. I think there's something unique. And I like the idea of saying, this is what we do. This is who we are. I think you, you need to know this. This is a question you want to be able to answer if you're a young parent. or You, you need to know what you love about your family. Man, we, we do this well. We, we are this. So, I think I, both our kids are really funny. And they have a great sense of humor. And I think we, we, laugh, we, we laugh a lot. And I think, um, you know, and it's kind of always been. We've always had fun. We've always kind of had, it's just, it was kind of always had laughter, fun, funny moments. And uh, so, I, I mean, you know, obviously we do things together and it, it, it changes once, once they yeah. grow up because you're not doing as much, but they're, they're not wanting to do stuff with you. They want to do stuff with somebody else. But um, so I think that, I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the things. That's the first thing that popped in my brain too. Yeah, fun. Fun. Yeah. Funny. Lynn, what would you say about us? I think we love to eat. We like to eat a good Thank meal. You. She was looking at me. <laughs> that's a good thing. Eat, Dina. We do too. Um, so we love that. I mean, getting around a table, I love to cook a good meal and they all come over. Um, I think we love to travel. We love to have fun. I think y'all have all helped me be more fun because y'all just like to have a good time. So I think when the Rizzo's get together, we have a good time. Yeah. And it's a fun season right now with McCall being married and and, and on and on, uh, which is, which super important. Uh, you know, how we do that. But uh, anything on uh, this, this last question, what do you know if you were to say, okay, what do you know now about family raising kids that no one told you? No one said it was going to be this way. Anybody want to make a, a, a... Hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah, you know, hands I, think, down. I think, you know, par- parenting is not for weak people. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's tough and you got to be... Um, you know, you have to say no sometimes when, when you really want to say yes. You want to give them something or you want to do something for them. And, and you know, like, i got to say no, and it's hard sometimes, you know. Um, I just think it's like I did not realize what it would draw from yeah. me and what kind of strength I would need to. <laughs> I thought sacrificial. I was strong until I became a. Yeah, uh, how, you know. how sacrificial it is. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, we all know I, I feel like at every yeah. stage of our parenting, you know, for me, I think back on my own parents and I'm like, oh my gosh, they did this for me. <laughs> you know, when you're a kid, you just, it just goes And then right think about, head. I think about the single mom, the single dad and oh my gosh. I mean, I, I'm every day I thank God for Leslie and her character and her integrity and her strength. And she's, she's tough and, uh, you know, um, strong and I think, gosh, if I was doing this by myself, you know, how difficult this would be. And I think there's some of it with, with our own marriage, I would just say that, you know, probably the greatest conflict as, as husband and wife came when our kids became teenagers because we saw yeah. our different, uh, we how, we, how we handle situations totally different. Um, 
And so we've kind of had to learn to bounce off of each other. And I have to learn to lean in when Leslie has a gut feeling about something. And I'm like, no, no, no. She's like, I really think we need. Yeah, you got to listen, you know. And I think she's had to learn to do that when I'm like, let's let it go this time. You know, let's not put them in jail, you know, like and <laughs> throw away the key. Ceiling you know? jail. You know. Dylan, what were you going to say, Dylan? I would just say, you know, I think I knew that parenting would be amazing and just all these joyous, um, wonderful moments. Yeah. But I think I didn't realize how just heart-wrenching it yeah. would be, too. Yeah. And um, how painful it could be. And my dad always says, he talks a lot about marriage and family, that you're only as happy as your saddest child. Yep. And I have found that to so be true. My, I have three. That's profound. And so one can, two can be great. I yep. mean, on top of the world. But I have, if I have one that is not doing well and struggling, I can hardly function, mm-hmm. to be honest. And um, it just rips my heart out. And um, it's, it's heart-wrenching. So I, I don't think I ever knew parenting could be whew, that just you know, get you where you just, yeah, it's just a lot, you know, but it's you know, wonderful too. That verse where Paul, the apostle Paul says, I, uh, I labor, you know, like I've, I'm struggling until Christ is formed in you. I think that's like what parenting looks like. It's like, you know, they're just, they're just normal, right? Our kids are all normal. They're just, they're doing normal things, making normal mistakes. Uh, and, and we're kind of on the sidelines sometimes like, don't, you know, like, and I, you know, I think that's what parenthood is. We're just, Christ is being formed in them. They're growing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was talking to a, a counselor, uh, you know, what, about a year ago or something, was talking about the, the brain is not, the, the consequence part of the brain is not fully developed until you're 25 years old. I said, that ain't. That answers everything. And I think with that boys, it's every, worse. It's boys. Yeah, that's what. Boys. He, sorry, that's what he was saying. Boys. And I was like, this is true. Yeah. You know. And yet, how often can you make some mistakes when you're 21 or 22? Or, and it's yeah. like, God, you're just praying, you know, for them. And but you know, a lot of praying, a lot of fasting, a lot of believing it. God. Yeah, it's every. That thing for me, I didn't realize it was every day. It's, yeah. just, it's like. <laughs> I thought I was going to have some kids. Man, they're not mine on Thursday and Friday. I mean, I, I got stuff to do. And it was like, I never, I never forget when they were little. I come home one day and they were like all there. And they were like, like Dylan's like, you know, they're babies and we we're breastfeeding. And it was like every day. And it was just like, and I realized, man, they're not going anywhere. They're with us. No days off. Oh, it was every, I mean, it's like, I mean, when Dylan was breastfeeding, it was like, she didn't put a shirt on for six months. It was just like, will you wear a shirt again? Dude, he comes out with some stuff. Because they're just here all the time. I mean, it's just like, can, can we put them somewhere and come back later on? Or can your mom come get them? I mean, can, can she day. still nurse? I mean, I don't know. I'm just, what are we doing here? It's just, I mean, it's just every day. And then now, you know, they're, and they're grown, and it's still every day. <laughs> but I miss them. I, I miss, I miss you know, McCall and them. Someone said I? one time, said something about, oh, well, whatever, till they're 18. And I'm like, they don't yeah. just go away when they're 18. No. We're in it for life, right? Oh, I mean, McCall and Trey have got their own place, but and they're st- I, I miss them. I 
I mean, Dylan's in New York, and I miss him every day. Yeah. Yeah. And then Bella's going to Alabama, and, and it's just, you know, it is it is with the title of this crazy love for crazy yeah. families. Yeah. It's exactly what we have. Josh, let me turn over to you. I know you got some questions, and we'll, we'll work the audience. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, and be thinking, guys, maybe about some questions. We'll raise some hands. But, Pastor, I, for, for you, maybe for the ladies first, um, uh, you know, the statistics are um, only one uh, out of 10 people that start a career in ministry will finish. Um, and that 85% of pastors, when they're polled, uh, say they're lonely and do not have one real friend. Yeah. And I'm looking at a 25-year friendship. And if the statistics are right, a huge portion of this room's out here doing ministry completely alone right now. And maybe they've they're got a good marriage, but they're, they don't have anybody to call. Help us with some steps, like, I mean, just so that we don't go home from something like this or just when we go home to our churches, uh, it's hard. Like, just give us some steps, maybe some advice on how to build. We can't get a 25-year friendship today, but we can start one today. So maybe maybe your thoughts on that? You know, we were encouraging the girls in the ARC women's session beforehand how important that is. And so I would just encourage you. Girls sitting beside you. You know, we've got those little buttons that have the states. Find somebody else in your state. You know, get their information. These ARC meetups. We're going to do more and more of that. Um, I was also telling the girls, um, sad to say, but until we moved here in Birmingham, I had never been in a small group. Just too busy. Life, kids, pastoring. I I didn't have time. I didn't think to be in a small group. Can I tell you, it's been life-changing for me. So I have this little group, two groups of ladies that, like, I just feel like they're in my corner. And they text me to pray for things, and I text them, and we have lunch, and we talk about everything. Um, But, you know, sometimes I'm the type, and Dino knows this, he's more, way more just putting himself out there, and um, we'll be friends with anybody and everybody. And I love everybody, but I'm more guarded. So I'm going to be a lot more cautious, but I'm having to learn, especially as you get older, you've got to initiate some things. So you have to feel to who do you connect with? I'm not going to connect with everybody, but there's some people that are just a little bit more like me or that I just feel more comfortable around and we click. So I think you have to um, pursue that. I think I was going to say, sorry, you go ahead. Just that, um, you know, you have to, Dino's good with, with our relationship about, you know, being in touch. And, and if I'm quiet for a couple of days, you know, he'll text me. And if I don't call him right back, like, man, you're too good for me now. And, you know, like, it's just messing with me. You know, I know it's, a, but um, you have to have those real friends. You know, Dino and I have made a commitment to go, we, we just say go 100%. We're, 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 we're going 100% with this thing, meaning, you know, he has the freedom to tell me things and I have the freedom to tell him things. And it, and does it feel embarrassing sometimes, or is it, uh, you know, when I'm angry about something, it's like, and, it, and it's like petty, you know, you got a good friend that can say, that's, you know, that's petty. I know how you feel, but, you know, you got to have to get over that if you, you know, just having that real, that real talk kind of like, um, and, and uh, you know, somebody's got to be in your life that can challenge you a little bit, and, and, and I just feel like that's real safe, real healthy, you know. Pastor, we got a great question right here for you. Hey, Dino, Um, uh, for parents who have teenagers who don't want to go to church, do you have suggestions on what they can do, what what you guys experienced? It's one thing when you got little children and they're going to go wherever you go. And then they hit that moment where 
they may or may not be as interested as you are in going to church. Uh, did you experience that? And if so, you know, how'd you navigate that? Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Steve Lentz is a, is a great friend and a credible attorney and helping ARC a lot. And, um, you know, we, we just made a decision that, man, we're going to church, we're going to church, we're going to church. Uh, we were not, you know, like, you know, there were times that there were a few things that got in the way or there was a sports or there was a friend. We never were like crazy, like, no, you're, 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 you have to be here 52 Sundays. We were never those kind of parents. Um, but we wanted them to love the church. I always got help from our youth pastors. You know, I couldn't be the only one that was navigating right, right. this. I mean, I would hire a youth pastor. Hey, listen, you're, you're hired, you're helping the church, but really you're helping me. Yeah. And so really your project is my kids. So that's your youth group. First youth group is mine. Yeah. And so I think getting a little help, but I think we would always let the kids, I mean, we weren't going to, you know, just like 52 Sundays. I just feel like we had a little grace. It was valuable. I think what you said. Yeah, anything, guys, on that? I mean, I think, you know, um, we've, we've had grace, but we've also said yeah. we go to church. Yeah. And uh, I know you're there every weekend. I know you're there multiple times every weekend. Right. Uh, but that's what we do. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going. I think we've done it in a graceful way. I think, you know, and I, I would love to just bounce off what you said, Dino, to, pastor, to, to, to pastors, senior pastors especially. Your children are, are different. They're, they're your children. They have your name, especially as your church grows and grows in stature and influence. And, and uh, they are going to, they're going to experience things different. And, and if you're not a, like, we're not pastor's kids. We didn't grow up pastor's kids. So we don't really know what that pressure's like or that feeling's like. And we, with one of our children, they experienced it in a much greater way than, than, than the other. They experienced that pressure of like, man, I'm in a glass yeah. bowl and everybody sees me and I'm expected to behave a certain way. And, and, uh, and it's not easy. I mean, and I've, I've really, it's actually been heartbreaking for me actually to have conversations and hear their thoughts about what they're experiencing um, because they didn't choose the call, right? We answered the call, and they're along with us. Now they're experiencing the benefits of it yep. uh, and, and, and the grace, and God's given them grace. It's a challenge. And so I think, um, you know, trying to show some understanding and some grace and, 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 and yet being firm. So, so with your team, like what you said, and, you know, we've done this with some of our team close to us, like, please help us, you know. Yeah with our kids, you know, because as they get to that 15, 16, they start listening less to you as a parent and they start listening more to other in, other voices and especially those youth pastors and leaders and ones that are cool in the, in, in the church and on yeah. staff, they listen to, and, yeah. and, and, and you want to go ahead and talk to your team. You can sit with some of those people and say, now we don't want our kids to be treated any different because, you know, they should be treated like everybody else, but they're really not like everybody else. You don't want preferential treatment, but they do need some they're going to need a little bit of grace from, from some of our team because they are treated different. Just walk around with them. People say things to them yeah. that they don't say to the other kids. They just do. And so, uh, so we do need our team to understand. I mean, it's a, it's a big benefit, you know. <laughs> That's the truth. You know, sometimes you wonder if the kids are getting it. You're like, okay, they're getting it. You know, they've been in church. And, and then, uh, you know, you think they're just, just the devil at times. And you're like, they're not getting it. And then all of a sudden, like, they'll Instagram something or you'll yeah. hear something. Right. And it's like, oh, they do love this. Yeah. 
they love being a part of this. Yeah. And they love being involved with this. So it, those other, you know, you look for those those moments, but, uh, you but know, it works out well. Here, thank, thank you, Josh. I got a, got a good one for you. Uh, as a, a young family that we have, learning the balance of, of a job that is nowhere close to 40 hours, it's 24 hours a day, right? Uh, how do you balance church, family, making sure that those kids know that, that they're more important even than, than what we're doing with the church? Um, balance is hard. I don't know that I've ever created it. Um, I think it's, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's possible to, to really create like balance. I think we're all in. I think I, it's a myth. I'm an all in person. Yeah. So I just tell our kids, we're all in together. We're all into this together and you're going with us. And I have told, I have told both of my children at different moments, you are more important to me than anything else. I know this is what I do. You're more important to me than this church. I will stop doing what I'm doing and we will move to another city if we need to. And, and, and like, I mean, just like, you know, and then they're like, no, no, we don't want you to do, you know, like they, they don't want that. Um, but you say that at times and you mean it, right? You're going to, you're, because they are. Um, but I don't think there's balance, I think is a, is a little bit of a myth. I think, you know, it's, it's a challenge, but it's fun and it's, and there's a lot of fun to it, you know, and, and our kids, have been the benefits, have, have felt the benefit of, of, of what we do. Yeah. I think it's amazing. I think that um, something that's always helped me, um, and I, as John said, I didn't grow up in a ministry home, but my father was an executive. He traveled a lot, had a pretty high uh, position with the corporation he worked for. And um, my mother always um, made that a really big deal. Like, it was amazing that dad got to do this and that we were kind of all a part of it. And so, you know, I kind of brought that into us, especially when we had um, young kids in the home when John was out. I never made it like it was the church against our family. So it was never like um, the church was the bad guy. Like, dad can't come to whatever because he's, you know, he's got to do that with the church and so-and-so called again, you know, just trying to make it a win, like, um, it's a blessing that we get to do this. And, you know, and, you know, the flip side of that is you do have to value and spend time with and pay attention to your family. There's nothing, no words, um, you know, nothing will ever take the place of that quality time. But again, you know, there's seasons and there's different things you go through. And so with the Holy Spirit's help, you can learn to navigate it. I think we've done, I've done better. I used to do this horrible. Um, I think I've been, I've done better that when, I, when I'm, when I'm there, I try to be there. You know, there were seasons I was never did that good. And, you know, I try to be at times when I'm there, I'm there, you know, and I think that's been important is if you could try to do that. It's not easy. You carry stuff with you. It's almost impossible to not carry the burden of people and pain and brokenness. And so I think that's something that I aspire to do. I don't do it as well as I should, but I think that's just so important. And it, it's a struggle. It's not easy. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy. It's not just, you know, ABC and we're, we're good. We're all good. You wish it was, you know, all the boxes you could check. Uh, Josh? Kim, you have one up there? Hi. My name is Juvette Chan. Um, I'm actually coming a little bit past the stage of raising children, so to speak. 
Uh, my baby's about to graduate high school. My oldest is 28. I'm a grandmother of four babies. Um, um, recently, I, in my conversations, actually, my daughters are, my older daughters are not speaking much to me right now. Um, their comments after 20 something years of raising my children, 25 years. <laughs> I'm in school now. I, I'm part of an amazing church, which I did an internship. I got hired on staff. I'm part of the college that we have. I'm pursuing my college degree. So many things. God has opened the door. And they say they're happy, but it doesn't seem like it. Um, <laughs> I travel whenever they need me. And now I only travel when I'm able to. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, okay. The other side of the coin is my question. I know they're adults. I know they, you know, they're being free to do what they want to do. I don't know. They understand that now I'm in the place that God has given me the ability and the blessing and the freedom to pursue the purpose that he called me to. Um, how do you yeah. love them when yeah. they're not loving what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. So it's to almost speak. like, yeah, how do you, how do you love difficult situations? One of the things that it get is hard is I was talking to a pastor uh, last week. His children are grown. And he said, it is another whole grace when they get grown. And now they have their own kids, you know, so I know it's a different grace to, to keep loving, raising children that are now grown. And so we're experiencing that a little bit. I don't know if y'all, but it's, it's just tough. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just prayer. It's great. It's being there. And almost a little bit like what you said, John, is that, the, you know, they go away, but you believe they're coming back. They're going to come back to themselves and, and, and know the heart, that what you invested into them. I pray constantly. I wake up in the mornings for recently, last couple of years, I pray first for my children before I pray for anything else. And I always just say, Lord, you know, you love them more than I love them. Yep. You care about them more than I care yes, about them. True. You know exactly where they're at in this very second. Right. Yep. And so, Lord, love them, be with them. And when, what, what I can't say to them, uh, send somebody across their path to say something to them. And so I, I, we'll, we'll be believing God. I know we've got time for a few more. Josh, what you, you got Pastor, one? Pastor uh, John, uh, any resources, uh, practically uh, a, a conference that you, you loved, uh, it's a, a, a book that you've loved to help in this kind of family, raising kids, anything that you could, that we could, you know, give uh, to them that they the can take best, home? The best resource that I've found is people that are ahead of me in the process that, that have um, have done well. Nobody's perfect, but they've done well. I remember talking to Pastor Willie George was, was with us one weekend, and we had just walked through a pretty difficult uh, situation and uh, meant to sit down with him. And uh, and I told him the situation. He just laughed. He said, oh, it's, not, it's no big deal. You know, he started telling me things that he had walked through with his uh, with his family, and it was like, oh, my God, just gave me perspective just like that. Books are great. Sometimes books make you feel condemned because you're like, man, I'm just not there, and this is a crazy situation, or this is hard. But, you know, talking to Dino, having conversations with people that are in real 
real time and further along. God, that's the best resource, I think. It's know? like you always, I encourage you, make sure you have somebody who's been married longer than you yeah. that you're talking to. Make sure you have somebody who's got more kids and they're older than you. I mean, John and I talk, I talk to Jacob Aranza. I mean, he's got, you know, older boys who are yeah. strong, but one of them's planted a church with us. And so, but he's been through things yeah, and, absolutely. you know, Pastor Chris and I will talk. He's got older boys and we've walked through things. And so it, it is, I know you, yeah. you do that some, Josh, y'all got some buddies that you 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 do when you were planting the church at, at Ark. And, and so all of a sudden now y'all talk constantly about the stage. Because you're, how old are you, are you and Kim's children? Uh, we have nine, seven, three, and two. Yeah, they just so, planted a church a year ago, so yeah. a whole lot going on at their house. Yeah. And a fourteen-year-old uh, right baby church. So let's let's do uh, let's do another question, Josh. So, you want you want to? Well, so my, what, my what was next? maybe for each one of you to maybe wrap up our time, and I know that everybody's got questions, but um, just to go back to that that piece of finding those relationships. Uh, I think some of them are uh, some some of the people in here today. You just. You don't have that older pastor. We don't have access to a right. to a Willie George or a. What can we do practically? And what would you say to each husband and wife that's sitting in here? And and wives, I need you to hear this because he's too hard headed and he's not going. He doesn't want to tell anybody that he's struggling. So you might have to go make a friend for him in the next couple of days. Mm. Um, but it's like setting up play dates for your kids. Um, <laughs> so. Um, but what can they do practically between now and the end of this conference? What, what would you tell them to do to follow up so they don't leave here by themselves? I'll go first real quick. I think, first of all, we discount the power of prayer. I would pray for a relationship. Yeah. I'd pray for a friend. And I would pray. I would fleece God. I believe in fleece praying. I think it's all right. God, I need a friend that I can get a phone number from before the end of this conference someone that I can begin to connect with. And maybe it's somebody you see and you think, I'd really like to know him. I really would like to know him. And you are bold enough to go up to him or her, depending on, and say, um, hey, I know you're busy, but could I have a conversation with you next week? Could I, could I just get your thoughts about something? So you, I, I think you pray and you're bold about connecting, connecting with a friend. I think it's, it's mega. And it's why we design these conferences. Ladies, anything to add to that? I think it's Final good. thought. My fi- can I have a final thought that's not about connecting with someone? No, yeah, he said <laughs> we'll, anything. We'll allow it. We'll okay. allow it. Anything. No, 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 Josh I'm is allowing I'm a rule follower, but I really feel compelled to say this. Um, it's the only, I feel like it's the only thing the Lord has put in my heart for this moment. Um, learn not to compare. Mm. Learn not to compare. And I think um, your life, will take the biggest turn if we, and I'm speaking to myself, if we can grasp this one thing. And I think uniquely when it comes into your family, don't compare your marriage to other people's marriage because it's not your marriage. This is this is our marriage. This is all I have to work with, so I better work it well, you know? <laughs> I mean, me, I'm half of the equation. I'm half of the equation. I'm trying back I, every day, I'm trying. No, I'm serious. You look good, I John. I want my black jacket. I mean, you look good. The other thing about Wait, comparing let me is, finish I want to say this. When you compare your marriage to somebody I else, wanted, you're not seeing the depth of their that's problems. That's right. You're not seeing that. But I think it's so important for family. So don't compare your marriage and don't compare your kids. Learn to love and value the kids 
God has given you. He hasn't given you any other children but yours. So my Mark and my Anna are my gifts. They're our gifts. And they are the kids that God has given us to steward with their amazing qualities and with their stinking qualities. (laughs) They're ours. And so I think we really do ourselves a disservice when we look over the fence and say, gosh, why isn't my son great? and football. And gosh, why isn't my daughter, you know, gifted in that way or whatever it may be. So that is my plea. And I'm pleading with myself. Let's get good at loving ourselves, being content with who God has made us, how our family is gifted, the children he's given us, look at it like a blessing and build something great. And that's so good. Amen. Let's clap our hands for Leslie Siebling. Our final thought. That's good. That is so good, Josh, about friendship. I know Delenn and Cindy Sturmer have had been friends for 20 years. Cindy, how many children do you have? Has eight <laughs> children now. And how many how many are married? And how many grandchildren? Four grandchildren. And and Cindy and Mark have been our dear friends for 20, 25 years. We've been friends. And those friendships have just been lifeblood. So you got to just go. You got to put yourself out there. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's so valuable. It's so valuable uh, to put yourself out there and just say, hey, I need, you know, something like that. So I think that's important. Delenn, um, you, you want you want to pray for us? Sure. Pray for Why us. don't you take your spouse or whoever's sitting by you by the hand and let's just agree together. We're just going to all keep on keeping on, right? Yes. There's always hope. There's a new day. His mercies are new every day. Amen. So we're not going to give up on our kids. We're not going to give up on our spouses because God's with us and he's got greater days ahead. Amen. Father, we thank you for this awesome session. Lord, I pray that every single person has been encouraged. Lord, maybe there was just one certain thing, God, they needed to hear. And Lord, we thank you for that. Let them hold on to it. And God, Lord, Just um, let us be the best parents, the best spouses that we can possibly be. Lord, don't let us always feel like it's our husband's fault or our wife's fault, but let us work on us. And Lord, we thank you for the gift of our children. They're not perfect, but they're ours and we love them and you're going to make them and mold them to what all you've called them to be. And God, go with each and every family and church in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Hey, wasn't that awesome? Real quick, don't forget about this. You got info about it. Um, There's going to be 20 spots. Tonight starts at 7 o'clock. Don't be late. It will be packed. Pastor Chris is speaking. We got a party after. See you guys in a few hours. You